Hello nerds and welcome to Nerding Out with Chelsea, where we chat anime, manga, and nerd culture. By the end of this episode, you'll get to know some of my favorite anime across various genres and why I love them so much. First, I want to make it very, very clear. There's no way we are getting through all of my favorites in one episode. But you know what? That's okay. You know, we're going to go through as many as we can. And just a warning that many of these are not your, you know, PG like anime. A lot of these are PG 13, R, or even R, which I, I didn't even know was a thing until I was looking up some of the ratings of these animes. So, um, yeah, if that's like something that you're going to be like, um, I'm not really feeling that, then no. Maybe this episode isn't your cup of tea, but there will be plenty of uh, PG options if you do want to still listen through. So one of my very first favorites that I have to mention is actually an anime movie. It's very well known and it's called A Silent Voice. Um, and A Silent Voice is basically about these t- main two characters, uh, Shoya and Shoko. And basically Shoko is a deaf girl. And Shoya was like her elementary school or middle school like bully, one of her bullies. But what happened was once her mother found out she was being like bullied and like she was like my daughter has, you know, in quotation marks, lost like so many pairs of her um, hearing device. And she was like, I know she's not losing them, you know, like someone's bullying her. Like, I want to know what's going on. These are expensive, blah, 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 blah. And basically the entire class turned on um, Shoya and said it was all him. He did it. It was only him, even though many of the students were bullying her and many of them were supposedly his friends. So we then, you know, we basically just watched this story of him like coming to grips with what happened, realizing, you know, he was a terrible child and wanting to somehow make it up or apologize to her but not knowing how to since after elementary school she like left the school because of the bullying and eventually they get the chance to do to actually meet up and we see you know the forgiveness how you know forgiveness in that relationship and how they grow together um and it's a really good story i really love the movie um honestly it didn't make me like super sad I think the first time I watched it I cried but then afterwards it was just kind of like a heartwarming thing to watch it talks about a lot of like really important things like you know bullying and how that can affect someone's mental health and how having a disability can affect someone's mental health um so a really good recommendation I can't exactly remember what the rating is but you should definitely check that out And then making like an entire U-turn from the wholesomeness of a silent voice, my next recommendation is going to be so far from wholesome, like this is either R or R+. And it is an anime called Devilman Crybaby, which I believe is on Netflix still. Um, And Devilman Crybaby is the newest adaptation of the Devilman manga and anime, because there's an older version of the anime and then the original manga, which is also very old. And what I really love about Devilman Crybaby is like the characters, the soundtrack, the story, like they went a different way. The director, um, I cannot remember his name right now, but I love a lot of the movies he directs. Um, 
I can't remember off the top of my head the other movies. No, okay, one of the movies he's directed, I know for sure, is Lulu Over the Wall or whatever it's called. I love his directing style, but with Devilman Crybaby, they take a change with the story. And instead of it being, you know, like fixated on, by the way, the main characters, their name is Akira and Ryo, which is his best friend. Akira is our main character, but usually with the Devilman anime and manga, the originals, they focus on Akira's devil, um, Devilman, and like Akira is just like not a character. What I really love with Devilman Crybaby is, you know, Devilman is Akira. Akira is our main character. He is Akira and Devilman. Devilman is a separate character who is like the main character. And I really like that actually. I love seeing how Akira's personality really factors in to it. Um, I love seeing his dynamic with the other characters, especially with real. And it's like, there's such, there's so, there's just plot twist upon plot twist in Devilman Crybaby. Um, it's a one season anime, but it's so, so good. And I highly recommend you check it out. But just a warning that there is, you know, like gore, uh, sexual themes, stuff like that. And if you're not, you know, if you can't handle that, then don't watch that. Um, because it touches on a lot of different topics because Akira is a teenager, right? He's a teenager. Everyone else around him is a teenager and they end up having to deal with some really, really like messed up stuff that they're still kids. They should not be dealing with it. They're like, um, mostly like 16, 17 ish range. And it's like, oh my God, like they should not be going through this. What is going on? So, um, it's definitely, you know, uh, not for everyone not for everyone but i enjoyed it it did make me cry and i was heartbroken and i felt like dang what is life after i binge watched it but it's still amazing it's amazing number three is another like not pg one but not to the extent of devil man crybaby like there is like blood and stuff but it's not too crazy and that's going to be another adaptation uh, it's going to be Dororo, which is the newest anime adaptation. It's just like Devilman and Crybaby, it's the newest anime adaptation of an already existing anime and manga. But same with Devilman and Crybaby, they did so, so incredibly well with this adaptation. It is insane. Dororo is such an amazing story and anime and you know from what i do know they did cut out like parts of the plot um parts of like the demons and stuff but if you watch it and then read the manga you can still see it's following the core plot line incredibly well um you know our main character one of our main characters we have two main characters dororo and hyakimaru and you wouldn't know from like the title but hyakimaru is like the main main character but dororo is still a very prominent main character we go through a lot with them um they're the one who kind of like we're we're going through dororo's eyes on what's happening with them and hyakimaru and just seeing their like dynamic what they go through the like emotional healing and stuff that happens because the two of them are very like traumatized individuals and just seeing their sibling dynamic that forms between them the trust and the bond that they create both having lost like core parts of their childhood or families it's just chef kiss honestly it's so amazing and i it's like you just have to watch it to understand the emotions it's gonna compel from you it's just oh my god you're gonna feel angry you're gonna feel sad 
you're just gonna go through a whirlwind of emotions in one anime next we have a good old like i don't know pg to the pgest extent anime um a classic i don't know yeah i'm pretty sure it's a classic a classic ghibli movie and that is going to be ponyo <sighs> good old ponyo ponyo is like a comfort anime movie it's something you watch to like reinstate your hope in humanity after it's just been dashed to the curb you watch ponyo to feel like you to feel good inside to warm up your heart and to be like yeah today's not that bad of a day that's that's why you watch ponyo all right ponyo is so like the animation the cute characters just everything about it is so cute and wholesome you know um with a, a studio ghibli movie there is a bit of like moments where it talks about serious topics but it does it in such a way that's like palatable to anyone of any age. You can watch this with your kids, your parents, your whatever. It's an amazing, amazing anime movie about, you know, Ponyo and Sosuke. And Ponyo is this fish girl and Sosuke finds her after she escapes from her father underwater. And Sosuke's like, oh, this cute goldfish, I'm going to take it in as a pet. And there's just this whole story that goes on when she eventually transforms and they're just two kids who just really trust and love one another and take care of each other and their bond is so cute and adorable and amazing and i just love how they just trust each other like they technically they, they hardly knew one another but they just trust each other so much that once you get to the end and you're like oh my faith in humanity it is back it's that kind of anime movie everyone should watch ponyo Everyone should watch a good portion of the Studio Ghibli movies. Like, I don't think all of them are amazing, but Ponyo is one that I'm, I can be like, yeah, go watch Ponyo. That's a, that's a good one right there. <laughs> I don't even know what to say for this next one. Like, you know the drill at this point. We go from wholesome to, yes, let us talk about the intricacies of humanity and how humanity is constantly harming itself and the people around them that's that's around the theme of this next one honestly it's another a lot of these are anime movies i need to like what if i do another episode about like favorite anime of mine i will include more like non-anime movies because this is a problem why am i just now realizing this that a lot of these are movies i don't know but the next one is called uh fuse fuse or fuse Mem memoirs of a huntress <laughs> I struggled with that. It's okay. It's okay. And the two main characters are uh, Shino and Hamaji. And Shino is a fuse, which are like these humanoid animal creature things. Can't remember off the top of my head. And Hamaji is one of the descendants and members of this clan that first started, you know, hundreds of years ago to hunt down and kill fuse um and unlike most of the hunters in her clan she's like one of the only huntresses right and she goes to the main i think i i don't know the main capital something it takes place in japan it's one of the damn capitals um and she goes there to you know hunt fuses and she encounters shino and it's this whole dynamic but behind like her and she's like you know like my job is to like kill fuse and you know hunt them down and eliminate them and such but like they're just like us and it's this whole inner turmoil of like should she follow her job or should she see that the humanity in these 
you know, in the fuses. And what will she decide to do when, you know, they find out about Chino and that there's more fuses and they're hunting them down. And it's this whole shebang. They're they're cute. Okay, I love their little romance that they had. It wasn't like the core theme, but you, you could see it in different moments. The animation is beautiful. Um, it's a mix of feel good and feel bad. There's a bit of gore, I believe, obviously, because, you know, they're like hunting down these creatures. You can't like peacefully hunt down a creature that's you're trying to bring them into extinction. You don't do that peacefully, but it's not over the top, in my opinion. I think it does have a few mature themes in it, but nothing crazy. So I'd say most likely PG-13. Um, I don't think it's, it's definitely not enough for R. I know, I really do not believe so. If it is R, I will be shocked because like the only thing that's really in there is blood and maybe mentions of alcohol. Like, I mean, it's Japan, there's sake, there's stuff like that. Like, you know, it's like, you'll be okay. You'll be all right, but definitely watch it. Next up, we're going to have a few more, like, I think those were the, for, for now we're done with like the really like, oh my God, what is going on with humanity kind of, um, anime <laughs> because our next one is going to be a really insanely popular sports anime for very, very good reason. I love it. I've watched all the seasons. I am currently reading the manga. I'm almost done with the manga. I just love the the like the one shots, the the OVAs. I love everything about it, and it is going to be Haikyuu. Um, if you haven't heard of Haikyuu, it's either because you don't watch anime or like I don't, I don't know, I don't know what's going on with you. What's why? Why do you not know about Haikyuu? Do we need to have a conversation? Like, do I need to pull you to the side? But basically, it's about it's so weird to say that it's about two main characters because Haikyuu is so incredible with the way that everyone gets development, everyone gets screen time, everyone, we get to know everyone's backstory, their motive, what they're doing in life, what motivated them, all of that. And I, I, I adore Haikyuu for that because oftentimes I'm watching an anime and it's like, yeah, you're cool and all, but I like this side character. Like, I want to know about them. Don't kill them off. Don't like give them two seconds of screen time. Do something with them. And Haikyuu does, for the most part. Um, and so Haikyuu is about uh, Shoyo Hinata and uh, Kageyama Tobio, right? And they're these volleyball players, um, technically in high school, but in, the, in the main plotline, high school. Main plotline at first, they're in high school. And with Hinata, who's our main, main character, you know, he's this shorty. He wants to play volleyball. Obviously, in volleyball, height is the advantage. But he has this one player he looks up to, and this player is called the Little Giant. And he's basically the motivation for Hinata to, you know, go into volleyball and want to become a player just like him. And obviously, there's a ton of challenges, a ton of ton of adversaries because he chooses to go to the school that the little giant goes to but that school is no longer a powerhouse they're no longer like known for volleyball or anything and it's just this whole transformation and there's quite a few moments that you're gonna cry but for the most part you're gonna feel amped you're gonna feel excited you're gonna be watching animated volleyball and be like yes oh my god what is going on do i root for this team do i root for that team i don't know um but i really enjoy that about it you know I love it so much and I can't wait for the next season to come out. I don't know, what is it, like season four, part two, or season five? Every season. Give me every season to have ever existed. There's never going to be enough. Never. 
um it's really enjoyable definitely for like anyone to watch you can watch this with your kids for sure um pretty sure it's like pg pg 13 um and you might think at first oh it's a sports anime is that really going to be interesting yes like it, it's really really interesting and i'm loving seeing all these sports anime come out that are actually really interesting and it's like yes give me more i would never play the sport but give me more because you know like I don't have the time for that, y'all. I don't, like, I don't know how they do it. They be running around the court, jumping, you know, turning, flipping, passing, serving, spiking, this, that, and another. No. Absolutely not. I beg your pardon? I will not be doing that. Some of these, you know, sports are just a bit crazy. Wizard, there's other sports anime I can't remember. It's literally about girls rock climbing you know, there's a there's a skate one called Skate the Affinity that I still need to watch. A bunch of biking ones. You know, you also have the OGs like um, Hajime no Ippo, a boxing anime classic. There's there's a lot. Okay, just just go watch Haikyuu. Stop questioning me. All right, go find you that. Maybe it's not your cup of tea. Maybe it will be, but maybe you'll find a whole new world of sports anime that you'll be super super interested in you know i don't know what to tell you and keeping on with the same vein of you know like wholesome nice to watch anime uh the next one is going to be high score girl it is one of my favorite rom-coms ever like i am so serious i love high score girl i'm obsessed with it it's amazing i really wanted more of it even though the story was over i was like but you know you can't always get what you want in life and that's okay because i'll read the manga and see what's going on there but whatever um high score girl is about these two characters it starts in middle school and their names are haruo um, which is our guy and ono which is our girl and the really funny thing about you know high school girl is i know I know you're going to hate me for this, but I'm not going to tell you more about it until later. You know Chelsea's questionable favorites? Yeah, you know that little segment we do at the end of the episode? You're going to have to wait to hear more about High Score Girl until then. Yeah, I had to pull it. Yeah, I will pull that on you. You know? You got to do what you got to do. If you want to learn more about it, you're just going to have to wait till the end of the episode. I said what I said. We're going to move right into the next anime. And it's going to be, funny enough, Death Parade, which if you watched episode one was my Chelsea's questionable favorites for episode one of this podcast. So, um, you know, if you do want to know more about it, you should go listen to that questionable favorites. But very, very, you know, briefly, Death prayed about this bartender, Decim. He works in Quindecim. People go there. Life, death, where you going? Heaven, hell. We don't know. Memories, we don't know. Game, boom, boom, bang, bada, beep, bop, bop. If you want to learn more about it, Go listen to episode one, Chelsea's Questionable Favorites. That's what I gotta say about that. Moving on. By the way, Death Parade, I, I don't know, the rating maybe R. I feel like it's PG-13R-ish. There are some serious themes in there, like drug abuse and alcohol and domestic violence and such and cheating. But, you know, people ain't innocent. Whatever. I am going to move into our next one, though. Seriously, seriously. It's going to be a classic. Is it a classic? I don't know if it's classic, but it's a really good comedy anime. I enjoyed both seasons. The manga is ongoing and it's hype. It is so good. Um, and that is going to be One Punch Man, a really good like comedy anime that makes fun of other anime, but 
also has a really serious side to it that I think is really well done. I think most people who watch this show either complain about it like getting serious or just complain about really dumb stuff and it's like it can't just be the same old comedy anime every single episode or chapter. Eventually that's gonna get old and I'm loving these action scenes. I'm loving how it's comedy with the seriousness. I think it's done really well. Um, There's two seasons out right now. I haven't heard much about a season three but if you do watch season one and two and you enjoy it you should definitely pick up the manga because it's still going right now and I think maybe they're waiting for more chapters to do a season three but you know you can just look up news about it yourself and just keep intact and see what's going on with it but to like give more information about it because I realized I didn't give like any info about it really besides the fact that it's a comedy anime basically One Punch Man is about this guy Saitama and after this experience with this like crab villain you know earlier in his life he's like okay I'm gonna become a hero and he does this training regimen it's like 100 push-ups 100 I don't know like uh jumping jacks 100 running I don't know 100 something right I can't remember the exact routine and he does that and somehow through this like you know experience he loses all his hair becomes bald and then becomes insanely strong to the point where he can literally defeat most people with just one punch. So you see where the one punch man, you know, comes in, where the comedy aspect comes in. And of course, there's lots of shenanigans. There's tons of good fight scenes, lots of funny characters who we interact with. And I just love the anime. It's an anime that doesn't take itself too serious sometimes, but also knows when to. Um, so if that sounds like your cup of tea, definitely check it out. Next up on our list is another comedy anime. It's one of my comfort animes, something that I love to just rewatch the episodes and laugh and, you know, just feel better about myself when I watch it. Um, it's going to be one called The Disastrous Life of Psyche K. And, you know, obviously the main character is Psyche, uh, Psyche Kuso, I believe. And Psyche is this really, really powerful psychic. Um, but he hates it. He hates the fact that he's psychic. He wants to just have a normal life, but somehow he's constantly getting into shenanigans with the kids of his school and other people in his everyday life. And it's every episode, there's something crazy happening. There's something a character is doing that's messing up Psyche's life. Psyche's honestly just trying to be normal and his life is everything but normal. So obviously, you know, it's going to be good fun. You know, it's going to be tons of haws and I don't know how you laugh guffaws and giggles and what whatever whatever watch it if you're really into kind of like deadpan comedy sometimes because Psyche is so done with life his voice is literally just sometimes I wake up and I wonder why I even bother because my life is just such a tragedy how did I get into this situation with all these idiots it's basically just him always contemplating life and it's so good it's so good He's just, he's not with it. He he has no crushes. He doesn't like anybody. He wishes these people who are trying to be his friends would just leave him alone. Um, and I love it. I love it so much. I love the energy he brings to the table. Next up, you know, I figured we're having too much fun here. I'm giving you guys too much wholesome, happy, funny anime. You know, it's time to add a bit of spice, add a bit of despair, a bit of sadness, a bit of heartbreak. You know a bit of a journey you know but you just gotta add a little bit of that you can't be too happy you gotta just season it up a little bit add a bit more I don't know character growth 
and my next favorite anime is going to be Violet Evergarden. Yes, sir. You know, obviously the main character, just like Psyche, the main character is Violet Evergarden. Can't get easier than that. Um, until I get into this plot, y'all just take a seat, you know, grab some tea while you just sit there and be like, mm -mm, what? But basically, Violet Evergarden is this young lady. Um, she is an auto memory doll currently, and she has no hands. Well, technically she does have hands, but they're metal hands. And this story, although it sounds pretty mm, kind of normal at first, let me get more into it. So as an auto memory doll, she writes letters for people. You know, they tell her their emotions, what they're feeling, what they want to say. And she helps them translate it into writing and writes these letters. But the whole reason that she got into this job and the kind of job she was in before, you know, coupled with the other characters and what's going on with them, this show is honestly incredible. Like besides the characters and besides the animation, oh my god, it is amazing. So what makes this story like really, really like there is Violet, like she doesn't have many emotions. She was a child soldier. She lost someone very, very close to her. And obviously she lost her like hands as well. And she really like, she didn't get a chance to grow up and learn how to feel for people, for herself anything like that she's just basically this emotionless weapon and when she finally gets out of that and she's put into a like normal life with people who care for her and are trying to help her grow it's just it's a, it's a struggle obviously because you can't just go from not feeling anything to suddenly feeling like with a snap right it's this whole journey of her learning about her emotions and the way she feels by helping other people with the way they feel right and the funniest thing is it's not even just her helping them get out what they want to feel when they when she's typing it. It's by listening to these stories and seeing what the way people interact and love and hate one another that she's able to learn herself. And it's like, wow, you know, how do you create such a story where you basically detail the journey of someone learning how to feel like that? You've got to be really talented to do that if you think about it, because for most people, you just know how to feel. You can't be like, well, this is how you feel, right? It's not like a linear journey that you can just say, yeah, take this step, then this step, then this step. So I think it's such an incredible anime, right? I definitely cried several times while watching it. Um, I believe it's an original anime. Don't quote me on that. There may or may not be a light novel or manga for it. Um, there's the main anime, which I think is done. I don't know yet. There's a few movies that came out for it, um, a few OVAs. I've watched everything but two movies because they're not available in the US yet, but I cannot wait to watch them. Violet Evergarden is so incredible, so please, please do check it out. Next up on our list, we have an anime that had some unfortunate ending, something to do with copyright and such, but you know that that's why we have the light novel and manga. Um, but this anime is, I, I guess, a shonen comedy-ish kind of thing. I think it has some, like, some strong comedic elements in it. Um, and it is an anime called No Game, No Life. Uh, it has one season, I believe, and one movie. And our main characters are these. This is this brother and sister duo called Shiro and Sora. 
and basically the two of them are really really good at games like in their main world they had this you know like monomer or like name that they went under and they would just basically be the top at like any game that came out they were this duo who were shut-ins they lived together and they just were playing games 24 7 all the time so you know obviously you know that's i don't know it 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 comes for a really interesting narrative (laughs) them basically having no social life and what happens is they are transported by this god into this world where everything is ruled by games right so what that means is like any kind of decision making any argument or whatever cannot be resolved without doing a game of some sort and their motive basically in this world is to try and revive humanity who in this world is called immanity and basically immanity has been you know they've lost a lot of games their government and their kingdom and they barely have a portion of the land that they used to they're severely like discriminated against in the world where there's like animal creatures and fairies and like gods and androids and all kinds of different things and their job these brothers and sisters is to basically revive them get them back their land their kingdom and eventually once they like are able to unite the entire world again to fight against the god who brought them there who's obviously the god who set up this entire land and the way it works and is obviously I mean, if you're going to be the god of a world of games, it's supposed to be really, really incredible at games. And their end goal is to fight against him. And even though I do not think No Game No Life is going to get another season, you should still watch it. It's really, really good. And I enjoyed it so much. I love how they break down the strategies and the psychologies behind these games. They somehow make it not boring. It's really interesting. I love the characters. Um, I don't really have a specific favorite, but I love the antics and everything that happens in it. Uh, so I definitely recommend you check it out if you'd like something like that. There are a few like cheeky moments like, oh my god, we see her underwear, oh dear, kind of moments. So if you don't really enjoy that, like if you don't enjoy Fire Force, you might not enjoy No Game No Life. But if you do think you can get past that, definitely check it out. Next up on our list, we have a really, really fun anime that I enjoy immensely. I also enjoy its like, uh, what's it called? It's spinoff series. I actually enjoy the spinoff series season one better than season two, I think, or three of this anime. And it is called Cells at Work. Cells at Work is just as it sounds. It's this entire anime about the cells of our body and how they work and the kind of situations and scenarios that might be going on every day in our body that these cells have to fight. Our main characters are these red, is this red blood cell and white blood cell? I can't exactly remember their names because it's literally like a letter and a bunch of numbers and I'm not memorizing that, hello. So we're just gonna say main red blood cell and main white blood cell. And red blood cell, she's a bit of a ditz. You know, she's clumsy. She doesn't really know what she's doing. And so she gets into a ton of different scenarios that a red blood cell should not be in, you know, the body. And it's overall mostly a comedy. They do take it more seriously in some episodes, but it's a very lighthearted, very fun educational anime and you'll end up learning things, you know, like unintentionally. So definitely do check it out. Um, I also do massively enjoy the spinoff series, which is, um, 
sells at work code black because apparently in Japan, you know, a black company is a company where the working conditions for the employees is terrible. You're constantly being overworked, underpaid, bad, you know, supervisors, blah, 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 blah. So that's why in this is called code black because the way it works is in the anime, our cells are seen of kind of as employees and such. So yeah, I mean, definitely check out cells at work if you're interested in that. Don't let the educational aspect of it deter you. It's a really enjoyable, enjoyable show. All right. So after Cells at Work, next up, I have another feel good, feels bad anime, but in the way that, uh, you know, it's mostly a really fun, nice, happy anime. Uh, it's a very incredible one. Like when I explain more of the kind of anime it is, you'll understand But this anime is called Carolyn Tuesday, and the main characters are, of course, Carolyn Tuesday. They are two young girls who live on Mars, and they both have a talent and a passion for music. But in this world, you know, for the most part, music is AI-generated, and people just sing it, but they don't actually create the music themselves. And it's this story of how these two girls are trying their best in a world with people with better marketing labels and this and that are just trying to create music that they create themselves and obviously there's a lot of disadvantages disadvantages that come with that but they go through it you know in a really just incredible way they each have their own troubles their own family problems and such but they don't let that stop them from their passion from their goal you know they're passionate about music and they're going to do everything that they need to in order to create music and you know they don't really care about making money and everything they just want to create music and with this anime like the the voice actors are Japanese but when it's time for them to like sing they have separate voice actors who are English and they sing the songs and it has a lot of really insane people in it like Thundercat and Denzel Curry and um, Nye Bricks who sing for some of the main characters and I don't know it's like really done well like the transition from them speaking Japanese to, to them singing like not really distorted like for me it's fine for me like I'm able to really easily click into the anime uh it's really I don't know what to say about it like I feel like with a lot of these anime you just have to like take what I'm saying to heart and just try it out for yourself because there's no other way you'll know if you're gonna enjoy it or not than if you try and watch it all right we still have quite a few of anime on this list and the next one is another anime movie. It's called Ghost in the Shell. I'm sure you've heard of it. If not, then I don't know what to say to you. Ghost in the Shell is kind of a confusing series, honestly. Like when I was first starting to watch it, I watched the um, one of the anime movies and there's a bunch of different movies with different characters and I literally could not tell you anything about order for, or information for like the manga or if there's a light novel because it's just that confusing but I know I did watch a ghost in the shell animated movie where the main character was um, Motoko and I don't even know how to explain ghost in the shell it's this sci-fi series that was kind of ahead of its time and Motoko is this android-ish technology thing where it's a human mind in a non-human body and the entire world is really sci-fi and it's so advanced where Motoko is a part of this squad that is basically going after like cyber criminals 
these criminals, people who do really bad things with this really advanced technology, like steal people's identities or set up murders, all that kind of stuff. If you're into sci-fi, into that kind of an aesthetic as well, you'll definitely enjoy Ghost in the Shell. So you just have to take my word for it and watch one of the movies. You might have to Google the order so you don't get confused. You'll probably get confused anyways when you watch one one of the movies, but that's okay. There's always going to be a little bit of confusion in sci-fi. All right, and with this, um, I actually do want to bring up something that the next like three anime I'm going to mention are all Studio Ghibli movies, and this is not like planned. I just accidentally realized that like, wait, these are all from Studio Ghibli. It's just because a lot of the movies are so like different that I like forgot off the top of my head that they were from Studio Ghibli. And they are all movies. Like I said, if you want me to do another episode of Favorites, I will make sure that majority of them are like serial episodes and not movies, unless that doesn't bother you. Let me know, you know, on Instagram, reach out, DM me, tag me in a story, anything is fine. But with that notice, the next, you know, favorite of mine is uh, Princess Mononoke. And it is a movie with two main characters, San, who's my favorite, she's Princess Mononoke, and uh, Ashitaka, who is a prince of some random village or whatever. And basically his village, you know, there's some kind of a cursed boar or a hog, a really big one coming towards the village. And they know that if it hits the village, it's going to destroy the entire village. So Ashitaka, he fights it. But in the process of killing the boar, he gets cursed with what it was cursed with and decides to journey to where it came from to try and figure out how to get rid of the curse. And that's where he meets San, you know, and he's captivated by her. You know, she's beautiful. She's a warrior princess, blah, 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 that whole thing. And in that land, there's a conflict going on between San and the mythical creatures and real creatures of the forest. And the, you know, uh, I can't remember her name, but there's this lord and she is basically selling like iron and making money off of it and wants to use the forest to make more money. So it's this very real conflict that's based on the whole conversation of like nature versus man. Like we use nature to get what we want from it. But if we don't give back to nature, what are we going to do when it's all gone? And I really love those kind of movies or shows. And so that's why I really enjoyed Princess Mononoke. Um, I think it's good for all ages because even though it does deal with more serious themes and there is like blood and conflict and like guns and such, I think it's a real lesson that a lot of people need to be made aware of. Um, I really do enjoy that side of Studio Ghibli movies, the ones where there's a real like serious message connected to real life that's in it. So that's partially why I like it. I also just love San as a character. I love that she's stubborn and she's like, no, like I'm going to protect what's important to me. And that's just it. I don't have time for anything else. If you're not going to help me, if I don't need you, just get out of my way. And I love that about her. The very next anime movie, like I said, Studio Ghibli, is Howl's Moving Castle. Uh, And Howl's Moving Castle is such a beautiful, fun, like aesthetic anime movie. It just makes you want to ballroom dance with someone that you find charming and you both like one another. And Howl's Moving Castle has two main characters, Sophie and Howl. Howl is a very powerful wizard and he finds a liking to Sophie 
and there's this witch and when she finds out she gets jealous and she curses Sophie and now Sophie although is very young now looks old and it's this story about like there's a whole magic war going on in the background but I think it's primarily about self-love because the whole thing about this curse is Sophie sees herself as ugly she's like ugh, I look old now I'm ugly no one wants me and the people around her and how were like what are you talking about it was never about how you looked on the outside you're so beautiful on the inside that whole story Howell is definitely a chad he's a looker i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie i love his whole his outfits his look his hair it was very much giving on any state in the movie you know i wanted to be Howell because he was serving looks and serving magic and just serving everything you know sophie wasn't bad but i didn't really like her dresses I'm not gonna lie to y'all, but Powell's very much pants, shirts tucked in, little coat on over it. That really colorful coat that he wore that was like red and gold and purple was very much a look. Still is a look, will forever be a look. Um, with a lot of these, the animation is definitely like one of the first thing that grabs you, but the soundtrack as well in Howl's Moving Castle, I know there's this one specific like piano ballroomish dancing uh what's it called it's called like howl's merry-go-round or something like that that is played everywhere it goes viral every few months because it's so beautiful you know and that's the entire like synopsis of this movie honestly just beautiful um there is a real conversation in it a real theme as with you know that side of studio ghibli movies and once again watch it with whoever Watch it with your kids, your family, your homies, your homegirls, your everybody around you. You can watch it with them. It's cool. Gosh, where's the time gone? We're getting on to our final anime on this list. Oh my god. But our last Ghibli one on this list is another really like serious topic. Ghibli movie where it talks about nature and us abusing nature and what happens if nature abuses us back, if mother nature decides to retaliate. And it is called Nazca of the Valley of the Wind. It is another Studio Ghibli movie with like a princess, warrior princess, who is really powerful and strong. And her name is Nazca, Princess Nazca. And she's just this really, really caring individual. She loves nature. She loves all creatures, regardless of how they look. But she also loves humans. And she's basically one of the only people in the movie who with this war of like humanity against these creatures who are coming back from this really like polluted area that humans polluted the entire time she's trying to make sure that no one gets hurt that neither side is like affected negatively negatively and she puts her body and she puts her life on the line constantly to try and retain a balance and try and not pick sides and i love that about her she is definitely a very strong protagonist um her being a girl isn't like, you know, the main factor of it. It's just that she's actually just a genuinely really good main character. And I love her. I love that she may not have like super magical abilities or anything, but it's just her actual fighting abilities and her brain and everything that really helps her. We are down to our last two of my favorites. And have y'all noticed we've been going across all different genres in this. That's, that's really something. But this next one is also the last, like, ooh, you might not be able to watch this with certain people anime because this anime, Helsing Ultimate, is definitely R, R+. Tons of blood, 
tons of gore, tons of you might not want your parents to see you watching this scenes. Um, you'll understand once I get into the synopsis. Basically, Helsing Ultimate is an adaptation of another anime and manga, Helsing, and it's about these two characters, Alucard and Seraz. Alucard is this super, super old, super, super powerful vampire who works for this company in Britain, takes place during World War, I think, one or two or three or something. It's basically, you know, vampires, all kinds of other creatures fighting in this war, zombies and such. They're fighting against this revitalized, you know, German army or whatever, and they're using zombies and other mythical creatures. And, you know, Sarah's was originally this basic police officer, but she got killed. Alucard found her, was like, hey, do you want to live? She was like, yes, I want to live. Became a vampire, I became his servant or whatever, period, period. Um, <laughs> and I love them. They're both, ugh, they're two, they're my favorite characters, honestly. I love Alucard. I love his abilities. I love his, his swagger, you know, his gun, his fights, bam, bam, boom, bop. Ooh, you thought you could kill me. Ha, never in your life. I'm this old for a reason. Um, and then Sarah's being like all kinds of like innocent at first and having a really straight focused moral compass and then growing and learning and making friends and such and growing in her abilities, becoming a lot more powerful, being like, I'm going to protect what I want to protect. And if you harm that, you're going to have to catch these hands. You're going to have to catch them. There's no roundabout. I'm not dying. You're just going to catch these hands. Um, and I really love Helsing Ultimate. It may be a bit long-winded. I don't know. I feel like sometimes we lose a little bit of track over the plot. But you know what? And it's a bit confusing sometimes. But it is a very fun ride if you're okay with gore in your anime. A very, very fun ride. And now to close off this list, we're ending it with a wholesome, heartwarming anime called Bunny Drop. And Bunny Drop is about Rin and Daikichi. Rin is this little girl and she is basically the out-of-wedlock child of Daikichi's grandfather. His grandfather was with another woman and had a child, and his grandfather passed away, and the woman does not want to be involved in the child's life. And Daikichi, you know, the grandson, is like, you know what? Everyone in this family is ostracizing her. They're ignoring her. They're trying to figure out how to give her away. I'm going to take her in. I'm going to raise her. I'm going to become her father figure. And obviously, it's just... It's a, it's a really, like, I don't know, wholesome story where we see him really become that father figure for her, and we see her as a child grow up, and obviously in the position she's in, she has a lot of problems and such that Daikichi may not know how to solve, but he does the best he can, and he does an incredible job. They have their ups and downs, and a lot of stuff that happens, but overall, it's a really amazing story of fatherhood, you know, family, um, your chosen family etc etc one thing i will say is i do not recommend people read the bunny drop manga i am just gonna go ahead and spoil it and basically say that they go from you know that father daughter dynamic to making them fall for each other and have a relationship and i think that's really gross it's basically grooming you know he he took her in as a child and is raising her and then all of a sudden she grows up and now falls in love with him and he falls for her I find it nasty. Don't read the manga. Ugh, it's disgusting. And now this part of the episode brings us to Chelsea's questionable favorites. Every episode, I'll recommend something for you to check out. And this rec this episode's recommendation 
is going to be an anime mentioned earlier. That's right. I'm talking about High Score Girl. What I said was one of my favorite rom-coms ever. High Score Girl is an anime about the sixth grader Haruo Yakuchi who wants to become a professional gamer. Okay, I see you. He's trying to become a part of the FaZe Clan, you know what I'm saying? But it takes place in the 1990s where arcade games like, you know, Tekken and Street Fighter and games like those are insanely popular. They're what's freshly coming out. And I just want to say personally, I don't know if I could choose between Tekken and Street Fighter. I really like both, but maybe Street Fighter. I also really enjoy Mortal Kombat. So, you know, that it, it, it would maybe be like Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, Tekken in terms of order. But I, I like all three. But anyways... Uh, he turns out to be really good at these video games and you know he gets a little bit arrogant gets a little bit cocky he's like yeah I'm better than everyone I can beat all of you until he meets his classmate Akira Ono and Ono she's an absolute beast at these arcade games she beats him so easily beats people so easily it's light work to her no effort she does it with no effort all right and basically him losing to her starts this really wonderful rivalry between the two. Um, they grow together, you know, they create a strong bond. And I cried a few times throughout the show. There were a few times I was raging. You know, it's just a really fun rom-com. There's the other characters. There's the, you know, I like her, I like him characters. There's the, There's a whole lot going on. So definitely check it out if you're into cute rom-coms and you're passionate about arcade games because this anime is filled to the brim with character and game references. And it's a solid 9 out of 10 for me. Hey there, if you would like access to bloopers and other exclusive content, join our community at patreon.com slash n-o-w-c. Thanks for tuning in to Nerding Out with Chelsea. Peace out, and I'll see you in the next episode.